Welcome to the Prepping Patriots Podcast. Oh, what is up, everybody? Um, I think something's going on with my audio. I don't know what it is. Da, da, da. Yeah, my audio sounds all messed up, but we'll deal with it. Hopefully it sounds good on you guys' side. If not, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Today's been one of those days. It's been one of those Thursdays that uh, feels like a Monday. Feels like a Monday. So, uh, we're going to just make sure we got all of our stuff set up. How'd you get us like that... Uh, the pre-show video, I thought of that today. I'm like, we should, uh, maybe it's a good idea during the pre-show before, like, as we're getting ready for it, um, we, uh, play a YouTube video or something, and hopefully that doesn't, uh, <laughs> go against any copyright laws. I don't think it does, um, because we're not monetized or anything like that. So, but that one was from my uh, Heresy Financial. I love Heresy Financial. The his he's uh he does a really good um really good podcast or really good really good videos. He puts those things out. Um, oh gosh, it must he at least at least once a day he puts he puts one out. Um, so it's uh it's a good stuff. Ah, this is what I want. I want this, and I want to go here, and I want to. <laughs> Here, my there we go, so much better. Um, and I don't know what was going on with the uh, with the little intro music. Ow. Oh, that hurt! I know what was wrong. Oh, well, shorten the cable. I apologize. Sorry, this is uh, again, I am having a day that feels like a Monday, um, but it's Thursday. So I'm just going to turn that down. Yeah, so hopefully we got, and my headphones, it was my headphone jack. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't all the way in, so it wasn't playing stereo in my head. Anyway, okay. All right, we're back. We're good. Hope we didn't lose anybody. What's up, chat? Um, as you can see, I am solo tonight. I'm solo tonight. Um, Cameron called me. He's got, uh, he had some stuff to do. They, 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 he's a busy guy. I, I, you don't realize, I didn't realize how busy that guy, that guy is involved in like everything. Um, it is a, a, a model citizen. Like he's in like all of the community clubs. He's, his kids are in sports. I mean, they got a lot of going on over there. And then Mrs. Prep and Patriot, uh, he told me, she's like, he's, she's got like a bazillion cupcakes to make. And, in, in, uh, uh, so they got a lot going on. So he called me. He's like, dude, I can't do tonight. I'm like, fine. I got you. I got you. Uh, and as I'm thinking about what I'm going to talk about tonight, I have no idea, so well, I'm going to do what I do best, which is wing it, because when it comes to making plans, I suck at it. So, in any case, um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, chat's open. If you guys have questions or if you guys have a topic you want to talk about, just type it in the chat. I'll see it, and we'll try to make this as, as uh, which camera, as engaging as possible, um, but I wanted to, yeah, I was, I was mentioning um, earlier that that opening the the pre-show videos with YouTubes and stuff. Um, you know, we mentioned a couple podcasts ago, like as we're new with this stuff and as we're trying to get going, we're like, okay, how do we want, how do we want to um, you know, how do we want to brand ourselves? Cause you got plenty of like YouTube channels that are all about like the news and stuff. And I watch the news all the time, uh, both mainstream and alternative, uh, because I I wanna know what's going on out there. And I tend to like bring that out in the show. And that's not really what the show is designed for. The show is not designed to do a doom and gloom news show and talk about the government, and how much they suck or, you know, war with Ukraine. Like we get all of that. You can find that everywhere else. Uh, and we wanted to focus more on like, OK, we all know the world sucks right now. So what can we do like as prepping? Like, let's give some actionable steps like we don't need to recant like the world sucks. So to satisfy like my itch to like inform everybody this is what's going on this is what you don't know i figured i'd just throw like a youtube video on the pre-show stuff so if you guys like it great if not you know whatever we're still learning this stuff so no big deal so um tonight what are we gonna talk about tonight we were gonna talk about flowers like 
flowers. And normally when a topic comes up and let's just say, you know, I, I'm running solo on a topic, I could typically muddle my way through it. When it comes to flowers, like I'm not a flower dude. Like, I don't know. When I say flowers, we're talking about like long-term prepping, the long haul, like how do flowers, we talked a little bit about like um, perennial plants and different things that, you know, bear fruit and vegetables and stuff year after year. You don't have to replant. That was last show. And then this show we were going, going to go into, okay, let's talk about flowers because they serve their own purpose. Like there's medicinal plants, there's medicinal flowers, there's flowers that attract certain pollinators for certain plants. There's all, I mean, the flower topic is a topic in and of itself, which I know Jack diddly about, and I'm not even going to try. I am not even going to try to uh, muddle my way through talking about flowers because I know nothing about them. I should. Cameron's the guy who does all the research on the flowers. And uh, from what I hear, word on the street is Mrs. Prep and Patriot uh, knows a lot about this stuff. And I'm trying to get her to come on for the, for the flower part. I'm trying to get her to come on. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think she said she would. And if not, I'm going to commit her to, and if she's watching this right now, I'm sorry, Mrs. Prep and Patriot, uh, you are now committed to come on, the, on the live show and talk about flowers at some point in time. So we're not talking about flowers. Um, so I apologize if that's what you were looking forward to tonight. We're not talking about flowers, but we can talk about other things. And one thing that is near and dear to my heart, you know, as a hobby, I, in the military, I was an ICBM missile technician. So I basically worked on our nuclear missiles that are big ones, the ones that we have in the ground, like in Montana, North Dakota and Wyoming. So I worked on those, but one of the, one of the skill sets I got out of that was like electronics. Like, you know, I got my entire electronic degree because of, I was a missile technician. Uh, I didn't do anything with it. I didn't become an electrician or an electrical engineer or anything like that. Um, because I loved it so much. I didn't want it to become my job and learn to hate it. Like I have a passion for electronics. Um, when I got into prepping, I found out real, real quick, like those skill sets are useful when it comes to my short-term preps. And we talked about short-term preps and long-term preps, um, last show, you know, my short-term preps, like, Oh crap, there's like, for example, tonight in Wisconsin, there's tornado watches. It was really cold yesterday. It's kind of warm today. That's a perfect mix for some, some twisters, right? So if we get some twisters around here and the power gets knocked out, I am totally fine because I have plenty of backup power. And uh, I use my electronic skills to build batteries. Like I've built batteries. I don't, one of them's back there. I don't know if you can see it. It's kind of hard to see, but it looks like a bomb. It's not a bomb. It's a battery. It's just got a bunch of cells and I wired it up because I, I, that's just things I like to do. And I have a bunch of those in this little cabinet here. And this cabinet is full of these big, huge batteries back there. And this can run quite a bit um, for, for a good power outage, right? So this is my short-term stuff. So I use my electronic skills to build batteries and have solar systems and things like that. Um, and it saves me a bunch of money and uh, because I don't have to buy like expensive pre-built solar generators. Now I have some solar generators, um, but for the price I pay for like my EcoFlow River Pro, that's, you know, right here. This is the EcoPro. Really nice model. Love it. Cameron turned me onto these. Uh, these guys are great. Um, small guy, kind of light. I don't know, eight, 10 pounds. Um, and this is pretty good. So for the average person who doesn't like like to wire up electronics, this is what you would go to. You go to something like, a, like this is a small unit, go to something like a River Pro for backup power. Um, and they say the River Pro can run a refrigerator for 24 hours. Um, at least that's what they're, they're, they're claiming. Um, I haven't tested it. But um, in any case, so the EcoFlow, or the EcoFlows, great, great company. Um, I've had a couple different ones, a couple different solar generators. Uh, back when uh, Goal Zero, I've had that, that was my first one was Goal Zero, um, and these are pretty expensive. Like this one's five hundred bucks, but I just should use five hundred bucks. Um, this whole like all the batteries in that in my um, enclosure right there, um, I think all oh, that costed me like four hundred dollars for the all the cells, and I'm getting like three kilowatt out now, three or four. 
kilowatt hours out of that where I'm only getting like, I don't know, 1.4 kilowatts out of the River Pro. So I save a bunch of money. So if you know electronics or you're not scared of a soldering iron, you can build your own battery banks. And there's a whole like dedicated YouTube crowd that does nothing but DIY solar battery banks. Um, but I bring that up because I don't know what else to talk about. So we're gonna talk about solar and we're gonna relate it to prepping, the short-term preps, uh, and why I don't really include that in my long-term preps. Uh, because solar for me and backup batteries and things like um, the solar generators and things like that, they have their uses, right? They're great for those, the power goes out because of a storm or yeah, you're in your car and I, like I, whenever I drive down to Ohio, I take one of the, um, I take one of the eco flows because it's just good to have, you know, forget your charger. You lose, it, it's just, it's good to have just power there. I mean, this thing can, you know, if my, take my laptop and my laptop dies, I can literally plug my laptop into this thing and it'll charge it. So they're good to have around. Um, they're good for just, like I said, when the power goes out, you have a power source to do something with. Charge devices, you know, plug the refrigerator into it if you need to, plug the freezer in if you need to. Now, if your power's out for more than 24 hours, you know, now you have to think of alternatives of, okay, it's out for 24 hours, my my uh, my River Pro is dead, uh, and I didn't buy the, the the solar panels to charge it up. Well, then you're then you're kind of up a creek. Um, but if you do what I did, I got the I got two River Pros and uh, additional battery for them. And then I got the solar panel kit for it. So in case power is down for three or four days, because if it's down for three or four days, um, that thing isn't going to that thing will probably last depending on this is mainly here for my sub pump is behind this wall and it's constantly running. So this thing is dedicated for the sub pump. Um, this thing will probably run that sub the sub pump for maybe a week. And that's all that that's there for, because uh, I don't want my basement flooding. For upstairs, for the fridge and freezers and things like that, I have a couple uh, River Pros. I've got some solar panels. I'm able to charge the River Pros with the sun if I need to, to kind of just keep that fridge and freezer cold. The power's out for more than a week. I mean, with the system I have, eventually the sub pump is going to, going to the, that battery bank is going to fail. And I don't... I'm not allowed to put real solar panels out on my roof in my municipality. It's super dumb. So I'm trying to find a workaround and I don't have that workaround yet. So if I lose power for three days, I'm fine. If I lose it for a week, I'm going to have a flooded basement if it's raining. Um, so stuff to think about. So yeah, I do a lot of that. Uh, I'm big into the solar stuff. I just don't see a place for it when it comes to the long haul. And we talked about what the long haul is. I think we identified the long haul yesterday in yesterday's show as a year is when the long haul officially starts. Because when you're in the long haul, if uh, stuff really does hit the fan or the sun kicks off a solar flare and takes out technology, which there's a greater than 50% chance it does at this sunspot cycle or this solar cycle. Um, if that happens, then, um, you know, there's not going to be power for you ain't getting power back for a long, 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 long time. Uh, and if you think that you are, you're, you need to do some research on what an EMP device does can do to the power grid. Um, Cause it's not just us doomsday preppers that, that uh, are prepping for stuff like that. I mean, these are real potential events that can happen. They've happened before. They will happen again. It's kind of like, that, remember the whole, I don't know if any of you guys are Battlestar Galactica fans. Uh, if you're a Battlestar Galactica fan, type in the chat, like, yes. Uh, or am I the only geek here? Um, but yeah, the whole Battlestar Galactic saying everything has happened before and it will happen again. It is already written. You know, I don't really believe that life happened before, but I do believe in, in, in cycles. So the cycle of the sun cycles of empires, stuff like that. Um, history tells us a lot about cycles and they're repeating and they're constant and they're never failing. It's just a matter of when, we always try to guess when we're always wrong, but eventually the when does come and things happen. But when that does happen, whether that's, you know, in the next two years or in the next 13 years, 
um, trying to figure out how I don't think solar fits into that scenario where if a solar flare hits hits the earth and takes out all the technology, your your solar system it doesn't matter how how many batteries you have, it's not going to work. Um, so I kind of tend to prep the solar stuff on the short term versus the long term for that reason. And that reason alone is that if a solar flare does hit, it's not going to matter anyway. Uh, it's not going to work. So I have to kind of fit and I can't rely on that either. And that's the other thing. If you do have a way, like, let's just say, um, you have a solar system, you have an inverter, you have all your, you, all your stuff you need for a good solar, solar system to give you power in your home. And then you buy a backup unit, a backup um, charge controller, solar charge controller, and a backup um, inverter. And you throw that in a Faraday bag or a Faraday cage. And let's just say EMP does hit. And those two things, which is the two primary components of a solar system, survive. And you, you, you have power after an EMP. Uh, good for you. And um, that's the one scenario where you, that might work. But batteries have a shelf life like you, you're going to get 10 years out of a battery and when we talk about the long haul this is what we're talking about not just like oh a year and a couple months is the long haul i'm talking it starts at a year and then goes forever or at least three four five six years down the road uh until society recovers because there's going to be a long recovery when this thing happens at least i can only ascertain when the sun finally spews out it's 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 uh, technological killing solar flare. Um, it's going to be a while before we get things up and running. Um, it's not like they're going to start repairing overnight because there's going to be all the ugly stuff happens in the first year. Apparently, like none of us know. That's the problem. None of us know what happens when a solar flare takes out technology. We can only ascertain what may or may not happen because it's never happened to any living, anybody living on the earth. Now, this has never happened before. Back in... The 1800s, late 1800s, when Carrington happened, they did experience a solar flare, but the only thing that was really technological back then was the telegraph system. And there's reports of telegraph wires catching on fire. There's even reports of some of the telegraph operators are like, yeah, my stuff still works and it's unplugged from the wall. That's how much energy is coming through uh, electronics. And they're just not designed to handle that kind of surge. I'm sorry, they're just not. So... Um, if you do have a solar system and you do manage to put things in a Faraday cage or a bag and they do manage to make it, you're, you're doing good. You're doing good. Uh, I don't have that yet. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be part of my strategy, my long-term strategy or not. Um, because eventually those batteries fail, things break. Um, I don't know if I just want, I'm only one guy. I don't know if I want to focus a lot of my energy on power. I would rather learn how to live with, live without power in a grid down scenario. No, have the skills to live without power and survive and thrive versus having, having some power and relying on that for my livelihood or for whatever. And it breaks. And now I have to like learn how to live without it after the fact. So, that's why, for those reasons, I don't put a whole lot of stock in, like, prepping my long-term plan, having solar in that plan. Um, so, yeah. Some of you may agree with me. Some of you may not. To each his own. That's all I got to say about that. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. That's really all I have on the solar stuff. Like I said, if you guys have questions about batteries or solar or anything or I'm in the chat I'm by myself it's hard to talk to yourself uh a lot I mean I I don't it's just it's hard it's hard to talk to yourself um but what else what else what else there's so much you know you have ideas in your head you're like oh my gosh here oh, the ideas just flow when you're when you're in the zone right and then you get in front of the mic and you're like oh my gosh where do all the ideas go they're gone and I could easily take this into like a news segment and I'm not going to because this is not what we're about. So we're not going to take this into a news segment, but I will say, um, not bringing up any news or anything like that. And I, I almost hit now since, you know, like four, what's it? Three or four or five shows ago. Um, I really started researching like 
the economy and what's happening with the economy. And we all feel it. We all know like the economy is on a downward, it's on a downward trend. And there's all kinds of people out there right now saying like, oh my gosh, it's going to crash or even the pre-show video, what happens if the dollar crashes and all this stuff, like what happens with stocks and all that. And there's two schools of thought on that. Either the economy is going to like crash and burn, like it's going to be really fast or it's just going to be a slow, steady decline down, 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 down. So what does that do for like the little people like you and me? What does that do for us? Well, uh, that's going to result in job losses. We already see a bunch of companies laying people off, especially in the tech sector. And I'm in the tech sector, so we kind of watch this stuff. So the big guys, you know, Amazon, Facebook, you know, all the all the big players out there, um, they're all, all the fang, all the the fang stocks. So Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, they're all laying people off because during the height of all the easy money printing and stuff, these people just like hired and hired and hired. And now that things are going down. Um, interest rates are going up, you know, they're kind of cutting, trimming all the, the, the fat off of the human resources side. Um, so it's going to start with some job losses. Um, and mainly right now it's happening in the skilled, the skilled trades, the, the skilled workers, people with bachelor's degrees and, you know, need certifications and it's not happening to, it's not hitting the construction. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know that for sure, but it's not hitting like your McDonald's workers, your Walmart workers, or your cashiers or anything yet. Uh, right now, it's just all happening in um, the more the skilled jobs. I don't know how better to say that the skilled jobs. If you have a bachelor's degree, your accountant, your lawyer, things like that. I mean, people are firms and people like that are cutting. I just watched something about this uh, this morning. Um, so it starts there, um, which is going to lead to less income for us. The biggest thing I've been harping on with people when I talk to them is. Okay, whether you believe the economy is going to crash or not, let's look at the facts. Here are the facts. Interest rates are going up. That's a fact. It's happening. Nobody denies that. Federal Reserve, if they're at five and three quarter, five and a quarter, something like that. Um, what does that mean? How does that translate to us? Well, I just looked at like one or two of my credit card companies that I have credit cards through. And when I applied for them, um, I got some of them, I got a 11% rate, a couple of them, I got a 13% rate, but none of them were above 15%. Uh, I spent a really long time working on my credit and getting my credit really, really good. So, and still, even though I have a really good credit score, I mean, 13%. However, I just, just out of curiosity, logged in, looked at my interest rate. It's in the upper 20s, 25, 27. One was even like 30%, uh, which is a problem for a lot of people. Now, I don't have a crap ton of credit card debt, so I, 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 I can still get out of it, and that's what we're working towards. And that's why I encourage everybody to do, like, if you have credit card debt, get out of that as fast as humanly possible. Sell something, go work up, just go get a side gig for a little bit, make some extra cash, get that stuff gone as fast as possible because at 30% interest and there's no, there, there's nothing, these are uh, adjustable rates and there's no law to say to cap these, like they could take it to 70%, 100%, 200% interest. There's nothing to stop these companies from doing that. They're already at 30 and they didn't even tell me. Um, they're not required to tell you. They don't have to send you anything. They just they just punch in a couple keys and your interest rate is up. And then that starts accumulating. If you got five grand on a credit card and you're at 30% and you only make 40 grand a year, you're in trouble. Um, you're in trouble. You're not going to get out of that unless you really, really hustle to get out of that. Um, so as the economy goes down, we're saying get out of, get out of unsecured debt as fast as possible. And that's what we're trying to do. Trying to get out of unsecured debt as fast as humanly possible. Because if, as this thing gradually, gradually goes down, 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 interest rates are going to continue to climb. And even if they don't climb, even if the Fed holds them where they're at, um, it's still going to be jobs are getting lost. And when jobs are lost, uh, people aren't spending money. They're not buying things at the store. Which, if they're not buying things at the store, the cashier who's at the store isn't getting paid as much. 
And then when she gets paid, she goes to the shoe store and buys shoes. And that guy, like, it's a whole, it's the velocity of money. It's how money moves through an economy. Um, that's going to slow down. So everybody sees the signs of the economy going down. We all see it. It's not only all, all over the, the YouTubes and the alternative media. It's on mainstream as well. Like, on both sides of the political out, Democrats and Republicans, like, everybody is talking about the economy coming down. Nobody is saying... Oh, this is just a, this is a small little blip in the radar. It's going to go back. No, everybody is bracing for this thing to continue to go down. Um, so if you're not aware, I am making you aware. And if you think I'm just some crazy doomsday prepper, just turn on your favorite left wing, right wing, whatever popular news media and just watch for 20 minutes. And I guarantee you they'll probably say something about the economy. Um, so enough about the doom and gloom stuff. Um, but yeah, the economy, it's going down. So I look at that as this, this is me financially prepping, paying down debt as fast as possible, getting savings, getting things that, um, not only in the bank savings, but out of the bank savings. So cash on hand, we started buying more of this, which is silver and some gold. And you have that cause it's a physical thing that we can hold and have to hedge against, you know, recessions and potentially depressions and that kind of thing. So um, I can keep going on that because they, they just, you know, the central bank just released fed, the fed or the uh, federal reserve just released the, the fed now program. And that's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into that. Um, there's just a lot on the financial side going on that is concerning, but to prepare for that, get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt. Um, stop going out to eat. We not to eat the other day. Oh, I do know what I want to talk about. I I want to talk about fast food restaurant inequality. Um, no, I won't talk about fast food restaurant inequality. And it's not what you think it is. I went to a Taco Bell uh, in a town that's not my town. And my town's not. It's not. It's 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 a good town. You know, it's it's quality town. The Taco Bell here sucks. Like you get tacos and soggy. Soggy. I went to another part of town that's a little bit more ritzier than mine. And not only was the guy like super nice, like you would think that he had his dream job when I went up to the window and he's like, hi, welcome to Taco Bell. Hope you're having a great day. Is there anything I can get? What can I get for you? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, please. Can I have a number 10? Oh, this is the new number 10 that you like that. Oh, that's a great choice, sir. Would you like any, would like any sauce packets? Yeah. Can you give me two hot sauce packages? Oh, are you sure you don't want three? I'll give you three, sir. No problem. It's going to be, and he told me the price uh, of like, I don't know. It's like 15 bucks for the new like steak grilled something, something burrito, a hard shell taco and a freaking Pepsi, like $15 Taco Bell. I remember when I can buy a 10 pack of hard shell tacos for $6 and just wolf those things down. Can't do that anymore. Um, wife and I went out two, three weeks ago. I don't know. We went out to lunch, 60 bucks for two of us. It's, it's just crazy. These prices stop going out to eat, uh, learn how to cook, which is what we've been talking about with the long-term stuff. Like we started our garden, things like that. We want to cook more at home. And I tell you what though, cooking at home, not only saves you a boatload of money, but the food just tastes better. It really does. So yeah, cool. Well, there's no questions in the chat, so I'm just going to keep rambling on. Um, so what else can, what else can we talk about? Let's go into a little bit more of the long-term stuff. Okay. Let's save the flowers for later. Um, I do want to hit a little bit more on the water collection when it comes to your long-term prepping. Um, because water is going to be an essential thing that you're going to need to constantly consume in order to survive. Um, and if you live, if you don't live on a lakefront or you don't have any type of river going through your property, uh, and if you're on city water, um, we need to start talking through ideas to get you guys some water. Um, and re and, and a, a replenishing supply of water, not just like, Hey, make sure you go buy 10, five gallon jugs. And we're talking like 
for the long haul, you need to find a water source or some way to collect water. If you're in a house, it gets a little easier because you can you have gutters and a roof, and that's like the ultimate rain collection system right there is just catching rainwater off your roof. If you're in a, an apartment, that gets a little tricky because yes, apartments have big roofs, and I suppose in a grid in a grid down post technological world, you could set up rain collection with the downspouts of your apartment building, but you're also competing with if you're in a 20 unit apartment, like that water, it almost has to be a shareable source and you're almost half, they're going to have consensus with your people that live in that building. Y'all are going to have to come together because if you don't come together, y'all going to, you're all going to tear each other apart. So I say the first thing to do in a grid down is go talk to everybody in your apartment building and become friends really fast. Pull your resources. Build a community as fast as possible because community is what's going to allow you to survive longer, uh, having a community of people. So go get that community up and running. Let them know here's what's going on. Have the buy-in. Go set up water collection on the downspouts of the apartment building. Now you have a renewable, replenishable source of water. Um I know a lot of like the apartment complexes, if they were built in the last, I don't know, 10 years, typically they, you know, to, to pretty them up, they, they've done man-made like ponds for the geese and fountains and stuff. I mean, that's a huge source of water there. Uh, you got water there to go collect and store. Uh, highly recommend um, getting some kind of filtration, whether that's a Berkey water filter or something to filter the water. Um because you can collect all you want, but if you've got no way to filter it, it's not really safe to drink. Um, so go go get yourself a Berkey. Think about different ways you can collect water, because um, that's going to be that's going to be huge when it comes to survival long term. Water, water, water. Because you can live a while without food. I mean, you can live a couple weeks without food, but you can't live more than what three days without water. So go look at the water situation. Um, and if you don't know what to do, like, you're like, oh, I'm new to this whole thing. Or, you know, I do live in an apartment and this is really scary to even talk about. Well, it's not meant to be scary, but there's a ton of community in, in the prepping community. Like we are all friendly people. Uh, there's a million Facebook groups out there. Prepping Patriots, one of them. You can go join some of those groups and ask questions in the groups. And I guarantee you, nobody's going to come lashing out like, oh, you don't belong here. No. If you say, hey. I'm trying to figure out my water situation for my preps. Can anybody help? Dude, there's going to be so many people that, that come out of the woodwork to try to help you generate ideas for your specific scenario. And this just doesn't make, uh, involve water. This could be anything. This could be food, water, shelter, gardening, just basic survival stuff and basic, basic stuff on how to like plan for the world to come to an end. That's the easiest way I could say it. Um, I want to make a point of, I want to clear something, clear something up. And I clear this up a lot. Cameron and I aren't doomsday preppers. We're not. We are two blue collar dudes who work in the tech field and have families, have houses, you know, we're just two regular guys that come on and talk to each other and we just happen to do it live because we really care about informing, educating, and having discussions with people on emergency preparedness. And not just the end of the world stuff, but even the short-term stuff. Um, and that's where I think people need to really start. Look at your short-term preps. What are you prepping? Um, what's your pantry look like right now? There's some homework. What does your pantry look like right now? If, if I were to come over to your house and open your fridge and open all of your pantries, how much food do you think you got? How many days can your family survive off of what you have in your house? Three days? three weeks. Um, 
They say the average American only keeps three days worth of food in their house. I don't know who came up with that. I don't believe it because all the houses I've been in of friends and family, like they got, and a lot of them are not, they're not preppers. Um, they got more food than three days. Uh, when you, you, when you look at it, so maybe they just ran that survey in like New York and San Francisco or like downtown areas where people just go out to eat all the time. And that's where they came up with the whole three day thing. But the point being how much food you got, do you got extra water stored up or are you on a city water stuff like that? If you're on city water, I highly recommend, um, doing a water dispenser and like, like, like that's what we do want a well, but we still buy those four gallon water jugs at Sam's club for, I think they're like three fifty four dollars a piece. I don't know if my wife is listening right now, let me know how much those things cost. Um, but she gets a couple every time she goes and she's just built up a stockpile. Um, when we go buy like things like corn, you just, you start stocking up slowly, go buy some corn. If you need one, get two, um, is basically the, the path to starting a pantry. Like when you go shopping, if you only need one buy two and then slowly start stocking up on that and rotating it through and you, there's time, there's still time. Like, this isn't like the world's coming to an end tomorrow or next week. Like you still have time to start preparing there's you still have time to start building your 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 food stores and your water stores and coming up with plans whether that's bug out plans or bug in plans or you know we have a bug in plan right now because we don't have a place to bug out to yet we want to but right now it's bug in and i highly recommend the bug in method you know there's some more things there's some things you have to think about like security and stuff like that but when you bug in, the term bug in is meaning you're just staying put. You're staying in your house, which makes sense because all your stuff's in your house. Like even if you're not a prepper, yet all your basic thing, a lot of stuff you need is already in your house. Um, so there's like not all, if you are going and buying things for the ter- for the purposes of prepping, I would say do a good cleaning or good inventory of what you have in your house first because there's probably a lot of things you don't even know you have that are great prepping items. Things like, um, I mean, obviously your food side, you know, rice, well, rice is a great, a great long-term food, rice and beans, all you, you've heard all that stuff. Um, but there's other things in your house, you know, like uh, we have like four junk drawers in this house. And I guarantee if I go look through all those junk drawers, I'm going to find like 50 batteries and I'm going to buy some, I'm going to find some spare flashlights. I'm going to find some candles somewhere, birthday candles, whatever. I'm going to find some candles. I'm going to find just odds and ends lying around that if I were to lay all out, I go, Ooh, I can use those candles to make hundred hour candle. You know, those, I got Crisco. I can make hundred hour candles because hundred hour candles are amazing. Uh, I got batteries lined up, all these flashlights, they can go in a place. That's a good prep item. And you just got different things in your house. So go look in your house. There's, there's all kinds of stuff in your house. You can, you can, you can, uh, find that make great, great, great prepping items. So do that. And then when you feel that you have like everything in your house gathered up that you think might be a prepping item, take an inventory of it, look at it. What are you missing? Um, and just, I would say, don't try to think of it from the grand scale of I need to, I need to prepare and have everything on the bed for the end of the world. No, start small. What do I need if the power goes out because of a storm or disaster or tornado or whatever? Let, let's just start even smaller. Um, the light, the power goes out for like five hours. Let's just start there. doesn't matter the reason. It just goes out because it happens. It happens to all of us. Power eventually goes out. What do you need? What do you need? If it's nighttime, you need some way to illuminate. Flashlights? Flashlights will last five hours. Um, you can get those LED, the LED crank up ones uh, that last. You can get the camping flashlights. You can go oil lamps. Uh, there's all kinds of tech technological options when it comes to just illumination for five hours. You can do candles. Obviously you can do candles. Um, well, what else you need if the power goes out? Uh, well, if you're like me and you're on a well, can I like, if my well is not working, nothing, there's no water in the house. I can't, I can flush my toilets once. 
I can get enough water uh, that's in the pressure tank. And once that goes, I'm, I'm out of water. So I need a way to power my well. Well, I personally have a way to power the well with that guy. That guy is for the sump pump, but my well is seven feet that way. I can plug in the well and I can have water. What does your scenario look like? If you're on city water, you'll probably still have power. At least when I've lost power in some of the houses I've lived in, I've still had working running water. I don't think there was a scenario where I didn't have working running water with a when the power went out in my neighborhood. But if you don't, let's just say you don't have power. The power does go out for five hours and you don't have a way to flush toilets and stuff. Well, what do you need to flush the toilet? Water. Uh, so if you do have some, if you'd have a rain collection system or anything out on your house, you can fill up five gallon buckets, dump it in the back of the toilet, flush the toilet, and you can, you could still use the toilet. Um, you may not be able to shower, but it's only five hours. So it's, it's really not a big deal. You need some kind of water, though, um, just to kind of get you through. If you don't have it, it's not the end of the world. If you don't have water for five hours, I mean, other than that really, really urgent need to go to the bathroom that happens at some point in time in everybody's life, you just you just got to go. Uh, that's the only scenario I think you may want to just have a couple five-gallon buckets of water ready to go in case you do need to, to go uh, to get that toilet flushed. But... What else you need for a five-hour power outage? Well, water, lights. Uh, if you haven't eaten anything, I mean, you technically can skip a meal and be fine. But if you didn't want to have that discomfort, um, uh, you can go a lot of different ways with that at five hours. Uh, you could do a camping stove. Um, you could just do some freeze-dried meals because you just add water to those. Um, the cell service probably will still be working. So technically you could probably still get Chinese food. Um, I mean, every Chinese place I know will still cook food, even if the power's out. I mean, you can get Chinese pretty much any time of the day. Um, so it's not a big deal, but what you're thinking about, what you're training your brain to do is thinking through different scenarios. And then once you can think through a scenario, like a five hour power outage, then you could start building on that. Like, okay the power goes out for five hours how am i going to cook food well i could get one of those coleman camping stoves that run off propane or if i have a grill like i have a wood i have a wood pellet grill uh you need power to to run the auger but i have i have some eco flows i can plug that into that's no big deal so i do have a grill i can i can grill well a grill is also a good prepping item for maybe a longer term disaster Let's just say a tornado rips through and maybe it doesn't take your house away, but it does knock a bunch of power lines down and a bunch of transformers blow. You're going to be out of power for at least a week. At minimum, you're going to be out of power for at least a week. So that camping stove or that grill or that Coleman camping stove can sustain you. You can still cook food for a week on a grill, even if it's a propane grill. So maybe if it's a propane grill, have a couple extra tanks of propane. So you can grow your food. So you're building on that. You're building on that idea of, okay, I can cook food. You know, how long can I cook food? Well, as long as my propane lasts or as long as I have wood chips or pellets or whatever, I can, I can still cook. Well, your freezer isn't going to last a week without power. Um, and if you're going to go a week without power, you have a choice to make. Uh, if it's wintertime and it's where I'm at in Wisconsin, that's not a problem. I just put my food outside in coolers and it's going to stay cold. If it's the summertime, and you're without power for, and you'll be able to make this judgment call too pretty quick. Because if, if you run out of power and it's 24 hours later, the power's still not back. Typically, all power companies have like an estimated time that they'll get service up and running. Um, and if it's saying like, <laughs> we don't know, <laughs> assume that it's going to be a little bit. So you have to think of, well, how am I going to keep all my meat frozen and my fridge cold before this stuff, you know, goes bad? Uh, you start thinking through plans on how to how to um, preserve that stuff, how to keep it cold. Whether that's a bunch of whether that's these eco flows here, where you're plugging one into the freezer and one into the fridge, and then uh, maybe you do that at night, and then when it finally dies in the morning, or even if it's not dead in the morning, you know, fridges could as long as they stay 
closed, they'll stay cold for a while. So you can get the solar panels out and charge these things up, but that means you have to buy, you know, solar generators. So now you're having to spend money and it's all about like the preparedness. How far are you willing to go with it? Have you ever been like, I've been in the scenario before where I've lost power for weeks. So I can justify, like, I know what it's like to have to go through a week without power in the winter time and not be prepared at all. And it sucks, sucks big time. Luckily for my scenario, it wasn't a wide scale power outage. I think it was just localized to the neighborhood. So there's other places that had power. I was still able to get food. Uh, my wife, we weren't, we were married or maybe we were engaged still. She didn't live with me. Uh, she was up in, she lived in Wisconsin. I lived in Michigan. So technically I was a, a single guy in a, in a little townhouse. So I didn't have any food. Right. So I didn't have to worry about my, all my meat in my fridge, like, like going, or meat in my freezer going bad. I just went up to Taco Bell and got the $7, 10 pack of tacos. Uh, so I was fine. But you may not be fine. You can't assume that you'll be fine if you had a week without power. It just all depends on the disaster. And you can't predict any of this. Like, we just had a, um, what, Ohio, they had that train derailment. And, like, chemicals and all that stuff got in the water. Water was bad. People had to leave. And that was in Podunk, Ohio. Um, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, literally, it doesn't matter where you live. Disaster can strike anywhere. It, it is not prejudiced on where it hits. Um, depending on your location, you might get more weather events, but it doesn't matter where you can live in the middle of the sticks and some kind of disaster hits you. If you're not, if at least you don't have the mindset to prepare for something like that and disaster does hit, and we're not even talking end of the world crap here. Like we're not talking about solar flares or World War Three or EMP bombs or we're not talking about any of that stuff. We're just talking about everyday disasters that happen all the stinking time um how can you not have a prepared mind for stuff like that i i just i it's hard for me to compute maybe because i've been through i've been through some so i my mind that's how, just how my mind is geared but maybe you've never been through one um i could tell you this if you've never been through a disaster and been unprepared for one you can either not prepare and you're like, eh, when it comes, I'll figure it out. Well, you could take that stance. Eh, I'll figure it out when it comes. And you could be fine. Honestly, you could do well. I mean, you could come out of it unscathed. But there's a chance chance that you may not. And are you willing to take that chance? Uh, back then, I was willing to because it was just me. I only had to worry about myself. I got a wife, a kid, two dogs, and 14 chickens. Uh, and I have to now... I'd have to help put my chickens in my disaster plan. I mean, they're part of my disaster plan, but they're also, I need to have some preps around for them in an event of a disaster. Um, so I had to think about that. So everything, every part of your life, you have to look at and you have to analyze and go, okay, how can I either, how can I prepare for something? What if this happens? What if that? It's a lot of what ifs. Um, and you don't need to like spend a whole bunch of brain time on this or stay up until three o'clock in the morning tonight and think about all the different scenarios. Like there's plenty of guides. People have written a bunch of, there's a bunch of documentation on there on how to think like a prepper. Um, city prepping has a great, um, how to get started in prepping guide free. You just got to like put your email in and, and you get on his list. I'm on his list. And I could tell you what, I don't, I rarely get emails like spam emails and stuff or marketing emails from, from him. So it's, it's good. It's safe. Um, but he has his start preparing guide. That's uh city prepping. You can find him on YouTube. Just go on YouTube, hit city prepping. He's right there. It's great guy. Great guy. Good stuff. Good content, but it'll get you that guide. will get you going on getting started in prepping. Here's 10 things that you should have off the bat. And he lists them all. It's great. We, I don't know if Cameron may have one of these already. I am not going to write one of those because there's a million of them out there. I'm not about reinventing the wheel with some of this stuff. People have already written it. It's well done. 
why try to just write the same crap and regurgitate it? Just send people to the sources that we have, give the sources credit because they did the work on it. I don't, I don't need to sit here and write a whole bunch of documentation on prepping. I'll talk about it all day long, but I'm not going to write because it's already out there. Like it's already out there. Even the things I talk about and blab about, um, have been said before. Like I am not saying any new, there's no new ideas coming from JT. Not at all. Um, I just have my unique perspective and everybody has their own, their own perspective on this stuff. So excuse me. But with that, um, I know I kind of rambled a lot tonight. It's, uh, I've been rambling for an hour. You know what? I did it. I went an hour. I did the podcast. I did the live show. Um, I didn't want to cancel it. I was just gonna, we're just going to keep pressing on. So we're really trying to get to this, you know, every Tuesday, every Thursday, be consistent with our live shows. Um, so tonight we were going to talk about flowers. We didn't talk about flowers. We talked about a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, if you guys, if y'all enjoyed it, you liked it, you know, great. Hit a like button, hit subscribe, you know, do whatever, do whatever the kids are doing these days. Uh, yeah, this is, this is the, oh, and I got some new music too, dude. I love, I love the new music that I found because it just fits. It fits us. Like, listen to this. Come on. I mean, it's just great. So in any case, guys, thanks for sticking around. Um, like I said, if you like, the, if you enjoy the podcast, consider going to YouTube and subscribing. We really appreciate that. We're trying to just grow that out. Um, right now, we're still kind of small. Our live stuff, we don't get a whole ton of viewership on the live stuff. Um, and we don't expect to get a whole ton of viewership. We just do it for the content and have an archive. And if people have happen to show up and listen, great. If not, no big deal. Our, our, our goal here is not to have 17 million subscribers, although it would be nice. Um, that's not the goal here. So in any case, guys, thanks for sticking around. Uh, remember to, um, if you need to get in contact with us, I know we have our link tree, which I believe is in the show. Yeah, it's in the show notes or if it's in the description. That link tree is a link to all of our social media platforms. I would encourage everybody um to get on our discord server and if you don't know what discord server if you don't know what discord is if you're i don't know 40 and above uh discord is what like all the kids are using it's a it's a thing right just look up discord it's just like all these chat apps that are out there it's just another app it's free you join the discord that's where we post a lot of content like news content and that's where you can go and like ask questions when we're not live you can go in there it's great. All right. So if you want to engage with us, use the discord. You can find it by using the link tree link in the description. But outside of that, guys, really, really, really appreciate you guys sticking with me on Tuesday. We are going to get into flower power. I'm telling you, we're going to talk about flower power. And I believe Mrs. Prep and Patriot is going to be here. I believe it. I believe it. And if not, I'm going to peer pressure her until she says yes. So with that said, guys, uh, thanks for sticking around and we will see you guys on the next one. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Preppin' Patriots podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so at contact at preppinpatriots.stream. And finally, this episode was sponsored by nobody.